Hi there. My name is Clarizona. Clarizona Iced Tea. Heir to the... Come on. Heir to the Zona, Zona Iced Tea fortune. To the Arathrona. Arathrona. <laughs> oh, Clarizona yeah. Iced Tea is pretty good, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I've also been, uh, I've been singing, um, uh, I am Uncle Phil. I am Uncle Phil. I live in Bel Air with my nephew Will. That's been, that's been, I've been chewing on that one. I, I'm trying to challenge myself because so many of my songs are, are like, uh, uh, you know, like Fart Town Girl, she be like, it's always like something <laughs> right. really, really low. Feels mm. good to, 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 to mix it up, you know? Yeah, with the highbrow humor of of Fresh Prince of Bel Air song parodies. Yeah, you know, <laughs> at, least, at least at least I'm referencing something. At least it's, it's not true. just like, hey, do you, do you remember the dick in the balls? Mm. Wouldn't it be funny if we all recalled that in song? Yeah. It. Uh, it yeah. What do I got? It's it's an Aunt Vivian thing. It's a terrible <laughs> thing to lose. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to Reasonable Beef. Thanks. Uh, my name's my name's Tim. I'm here with my co-host. Hi, it's me, Dom. It's cool. We saw Cruella Deville. Uh, is that this movie was just called Cruella, right? Yeah, Cruella 2021. Okay. Um, so I this thought is it the, was the, just the, called Deville, but then I ended up watching that M Night Shyamalan elevator movie by accident. Yeah. <laughs> no. So you can't do that. They do that. They do that <laughs> bit in the in the movie. Yeah. Where they, yeah, said, pointing uh, it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was funny though, Richard Drool. What's his real name? Yes, he was. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's it. Richard Jewell, Paul Walter yeah. Hauser. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He's a uh, he. Sh- he is the Hollywood's new fat guy, and it's great. I think he's very good. Um, he was very good in Richard Jewell. He's good in this. He's doing a uh, uh, a very. <laughs> I don't know if his character work is good, uh, but it's it made me laugh. He had, a, he had a couple good lines. I think it's good. I think he's good. He's just fun. like, and it is. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I've only seen him also in in uh, Richard Jewell, and he's like really just you know good, good in that. So it was interesting to see him. I think it's like when Americans do an English voice, I feel like you can always tell way more than when the English do an American voice. You know what I mean? That might just be our like American a, egos, though. Wait, Which, by the way, they make no, that's, great pants. It would, be, it would be the opposite. <laughs> American egos. You ever shop there? American egos. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I know what you mean. I feel like usually I'm way more easily tricked by somebody doing an American accent. It's just, it'll, it's the slipped. It's the He's like, the oh, yeah, yeah, cool, eh? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like me doing a voice. You know what I mean? It, it does. <laughs> Which, yeah. When you when you uh-huh. when I'm watching it and I feel like I could do the accent, I'm it always makes me. Yep. Uh, laugh it's a like okay. Bit. Everyone's okay, good okay. in the movie though, right? Like yeah. every single th- person in this was good. Everyone is doing a great job. I think I think every single person from the head to the feet, even like the um the the guy from from Fleabag, is a very small role yeah. in this. But when he's, he's like, oh, doing, oh. yeah. <laughs> that he was weird. Is perfectly, he was, what he's doing. He was probably the weirdest like character in the film. Like he was doing the most strange. <laughs> well, he's like doing like a very, a very like Tim Curry, like posh ass kisser. It's such a yeah. specifically nailed character, but I think he's doing a great job. Um, I forget, I forget that gentleman's name. Uh, uh, I don't remember his name either. Jamie something. He's funny though. Uh, but he is fun. Yes. Very good. Very good uh, character work. So uh, Cruella, this movie happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the origin story for uh, Cruella the Ville, 
who is the villain of the uh, 1961 Walt Disney animated classic, um, uh, uh, 101 Just say something stupid. Go on. <laughs> uh, 101 uh, shits on the carpet. Um, so here's the funny. So I learned something I mean, funny about, about Dalmatians. part of that yeah. film. Uh. <laughs> well, they don't have them until the end. Um, so the funny thing about Dalmatians, so it are, they're reflected in this, this movie is very aggressive. Like, you know what I mean? And, and in real life, they are aggressive. But it's funny that they're only aggressive because they were an extremely overbred uh, breed of dog. And it's specifically directly tied to how popular this movie was. Isn't that funny? Whoa. Isn't it funny how that happens? Or not this movie in particular, but the 1961 movie. Um, no, no Dalmatians wow. became very, very popular and, and, and are now a very aggressive dog breed that dies very, very young, unfortunately. Um, wow, really? But I this didn't know movie that. happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love dogs. And you should too. It is funny, too, in something like uh, in a kid's, you know, ostensibly a kid's movie uh-huh. to do like the. It's not even like that they're like monsters that are scary. It's just like a real dog that could be in your neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's like the scary thing of the film are like oh, these three Dalmatians that are. You're watching a child watch this and just get a, uh, get a trauma just from, just from yeah. watching these angry CG dogs. Uh, Which, I mean, let's just get it out. Can we just start? Can we get it out of the way? Please. Get what it out was your way. reaction? What was your reaction when? Uh, oh, to the, <laughs> to the big push? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the man. The great push of 2021. <laughs> the, lar- <laughs> the great push. Um, look, man, yeah. I, I was prepped by I was prepped by the internet, so I thought it was very funny. But there's a lot of like unforgivable green screen in this movie. There's at the at the end of the film, spoilers, when she parachutes into the ocean and she's just fully like she's not there. There's no water there. There's nothing there. It's just very bizarre looking. She's like at like a Universal Studios photo op thing <laughs> where you just kind of like stand there and yes, yeah, exactly. And they like they yeah. got you jumping off a building and you're like, ah, look at me, I'm falling. Yeah. Um, oh no, King Kong <laughs> eating my dad. And I feel a bit like maybe the production issues around the edges of this movie make that land so fucking weird. Like that particular scene because it just feels so silly, right? Like that's why people have such a strong reaction to it because it just happens without fanfare. The mom is kind of like. About. Yeah, the kill, like, like yes, Cruella Deville's mother. <laughs> yeah, the kill, yes. the big push. Yeah, the big push. Yeah, and you know, uh, it didn't. Who it didn't matter because here's the my listen. Mm-hmm. The only thing that makes that we can go back into the DNA and the why and just I mean, really, that's it. The why of making Cruella Deville a movie, okay. right? Um, but I don't. It's just whatever. It happened. It was going to happen. They made it. It happened. Now th- from there though. You know, we we number one, we didn't necessarily need to see like why she doesn't like Dalmatians, which and 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 it. I think what I'm what I'm trying to circle around into what I found unnecessary about the big push was like if if then the movie goes on to explain that the dog thing was also a misunderstanding theoretically, like that's you know I guess we we haven't really hit the part where it's supposed to be what actually happens in 101 Dalmatians, but it seems like the whole. As far as the dog stuff goes, it wasn't true. She wasn't right. even actually want to make a coat out of the dogs, right? So then when that happened in the beginning of the movie, it was sort of like, oh, they're just going to really lean into why she specifically hates Dalmatians, and it's because they killed her mom. Okay. Yeah. And then like, but then that's not really what it was. So then I go back to sort of like, you, you, I almost feel like the movie did itself a disservice by a Dalmatian knocking Cruella DeVille's mother off a cliff because it has only inspired people having like a bizarre reaction to it. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And you didn't need to do that. If if the if the woman had just pushed her off the cliff or whatever would have happened, you know, we would have had the 
oh, her mom died. Right. And, and oh, she's got to, she now just, it's a revenge thing. And Even and, if the Dalmatians were there, even if they were next, maybe even if they were her dog, you would, in the beginning of the movie at least, be like, oh, I see, she sort of correlated that memory with yeah. the woman who had the dogs or whatever. I don't know. And I guess yeah, the idea yeah, was like, the dog whistle thing was was a twist. I understand that. I'm not trying to like unravel the movie, but like, but it does it does uh, feel like something maybe from an older draft where it's like, look, the, no matter what, this needs to happen because like I I mean the movie itself, the, the dogs kind of become a part of the crew. <laughs> like by the end of the movie, like right. they're all friendly and they love her. Like yeah. she's the one who gives the gives Pongo and uh, um uh what's what's the, the character's name? What's the oh, females uh, the female dog? Pongo Papita, a Romy. No, it's I don't know. It's, I, it's I don't, uh, <laughs> Aphrodite. Okay, we'll go with a, we'll go with a, a Perdita. It's something Thank you. like Thank that. Thank you, Perdita. Perdita. Oh, uh, sure. Right. Okay. Yeah, um, che- Cordito. Cheesy Cordita. What's the how? What's that? Sam? What's that thing? Uh, cheesy Perdita it's Crunch. Cheesy. Yeah, the Cheesy Perdita Crunch. I love yum, that. Yum 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 yum. What were we talked about? You were the, saying that oh, it, then like, yeah, it, and then because the, the dogs become right. So it's it just becomes very. I learned very quickly into this movie to just go, okay, just don't worry about it. Like, uh, it, there was a great line. I feel like this was on Twitter or, or, or somebody said this quoting someone else. I, I forget where this where this came from, but somebody said, like, the only time that we're going to see a courtroom drama again um, is if the Hulk sues Iron Man. You know what I mean? Or like something where, <laughs> where like, and I was like, oh, okay, so this is just like an excuse to kind of do this movie and to bring out yeah. this vibe and to give me this, give audiences this aesthetic and then you're going to sprinkle it with just a little bit of something, you know, please fucking do not care about the continuity. And I don't. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> I don't. No, I don't, I don't yeah. think you have to. I, like, I'm not. But, I'm like, not picking but it a fight is. But it, no, no, no. But, but integrity to, of to my lar- relative ill. To my larger either. point. To my larger point. It just. I think it's very funny that like now as audiences and me specifically, I guess you just need to ignore these like required tent poles for the movie because you're right the dog's pushing the mom off the cliff like that factors nothing into the, the film like later on it doesn't explain anything really about why she doesn't like dalmatian like it, it, it really doesn't fit it just feels like it needed to be there i, I don't know it's, it's just like yes of course I just, I, i'm gonna maintain that it almost it's only doing something that the movie didn't need it, it put a strike against it that they didn't even need to have a strike for right you know because if if the ultimate point was yeah she doesn't like damage she gets weird around them because she watched one like pick her mom up and t- throw her off a cliff right. over their head <laughs> like fucking emperor palpatine <laughs> you know but and if that was it and then okay she hates dalmatians sure and we would have made fun of it still for sure how, but how, then it the fact that it didn't also mean anything for the coella Deville who makes who wants to make a coat out of dalmatians right. you know that's that's what all i'm saying i'm i'm saying it it's i'm i'm it's kind of it. I guess I just Look, feel like as, oh, as that, a as a prequel, because I liked it fails. Sure. Well, and that's what you're, it is. It's funny you say that because I realize, yeah, you're watching the movie and you're kind of like, okay, well, this doesn't, this isn't because everyone the the answer to the question of how do you make an antihero out of someone who explicitly their only motivation in the movie we know them from is to kill dogs. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just like that's. Yes. Yeah, her. You know, no one. There weren't. They weren't going into her business practices in the 101 Dalmatians animation. It was she's we're going to kill the, the dogs, and you don't like that, do you? Well, like so. Yeah. That, um, initially, everyone. The, the the question was, how are we going to do that? How are you going to make us like that person? And the the answer was, well, that's not what we're doing. She's not. She isn't that. Yeah. So that's the answer. And I don't think that's wrong either. I'm just I I found that to be. Uh, just interesting. Yeah. And I, I was with you on that too, because there was a point in the movie where, where I was watching it and like, 
I sort of had the thought of, this didn't have to be Cruella. And then I almost, it took about 10 minutes later, and then I was like, you know what? I guess it did, though. Yeah. Because even the even the pop that I'm getting in my head watching it and being like, this is an interesting way to do this, you know, from the, from the, the you know, the checklist or from the assignment, this is an interesting place to take that. Right. It only is that because it was started as Cruella DeVille, and then I'm watching, I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. We're doing this, you know, 60s alt fashion. Yeah you know, dawn of punk thing. And like, I, I don't know. I thought that was all kind of, yeah, neat, you're, you know? you're looking at like somebody looked at a list of like IP that Disney owns or like, you know, there's like a Disney villains project and they like, were, they worked backwards from there. Um, and totally. I, I, I think that that's, you're right. Like, on a, <laughs> you know, someone went like, Oh, it's like the devil wears Prada. Right. Uh, and, and half of this movie mm. is, um, and that, that kind of brings me to my next my next point about it, where I feel like this movie's direction is very odd. I feel like all of the characters, all of the actors, um, I think even some of the script stuff is just like really fucking funny and really good. And the pacing of the movie does it a total disservice. Like there's there's scenes in this, like I posted one of my Twitter um uh, twitter.com slash Kim Tish if you want to check it out uh, but it's just like a it's like a mm. it's just a scene where oh, yeah. let Disney know where to go to sue oh god yeah, yeah that's, that's uh, whoops uh, it's it's an eight second clip please don't sue me um, and it's just like a, it's just a very brief scene where like the a clerk is showing uh, uh, Cruella out like right before the big reveal of the Baroness and it's just blocked so bizarrely and like paced so strangely like the clerk does this like weird 360 turn and then like turns back to t- it, it's you, you'll have to watch how, how oddly paced it is but there's a lot of that throughout this movie and I also think that the uh, well I, I guess I'll just I'll just land it on that point did you notice this at all did you notice that, like a little bit of the oddball shit around the edges of this um you know. I was pretty like I don't want to I, I went in and out between feeling like it was really working and I really was enjoying the sort of underdog climb and the the honestly all the stuff where she was just like at the the fashion woman's place like when she was just working right. I was kind of like I like this this is this is kind of this is really working for me it's weird that I'm watching it's Corella DeVille it's 101 Dalmatians but like well, that's what I mean like all right that's like cool. the, it's and, kind of a, a couple different movies where th- that is Devil Wears Prada like a hundred percent like that whole like vibe and, mm-hmm. and and her interaction with them and and I get like that's that's a bit of the inspo there but like then the beginning of the movie is a bit like a madcap like uh, we we were orphans on the streets of London. You know what I mean? Like it's it's all. <laughs> it feels very like at, at, at its base, it feels like a Disney yeah. movie that it falls back on and then dips into like the the Devil Wears Prada thing. Um, at, but but I feel and like when it's, it started, I wasn't. I was a little like, oh, this is all right. Like it was just a little goofier than I thought. Yeah. But you know what, man? I I'm gonna maintain though that I do think it was well directed like i think it was it had an energy the whole time and it was you could just feel that everything was was very on purpose you know i I would never call any of it like sloppy i think there were there was there was just stuff i think what you were tuning into where it was like physical comedy stuff that didn't quite yeah. land i think it, it it was conceptual and then it was like I'm, I'm saying i think what didn't land for you was was conceptual. you know i, I kept sorry and then, please do you kind of know yeah, what I mean? yeah but i was i was chewing on it and and like when i i kept watching that scene over and over again i'm like do i just don't think that this is a good physical comedy bit like do I, and then i realized like i don't even really see what they're going for like i don't even quite understand and i kept watching it like i really obsessed over that one scene for some reason it's that's a thing that it goes down to because i feel like i've been in that position when you're writing, you can feel when you're in a weird little corner sometime. And it's, and it's, it's truly just like a blocking yeah. 
issue like you're just trying to get someone away from someone else and you're trying to do it elegantly and and you know because they need to see something happen or they need to right. stick around or be present when someone says x but you also need to get them away from right. why and then it becomes like you can and that's just sometimes that just happens where it just feels a sure. little like oh they didn't know how to get her like yeah. away from the situation so she just Absolutely. runs away um and sometimes that stuff works and it gets past you and then i think as other times it just feels uh a little clunky but um yeah i, I you know i i definitely as a, as a whole thing i definitely liked it and i definitely found it interesting that that's what it was doing i think there were some times where i felt like it was a little um a little too aware of what it was doing and not just kind of like being right. it does that kind of does that make sense like i could kind of feel the wink sometimes or the um I think it was just too aware of itself sometimes. I would, I was, I, it didn't feel like it was it, like sometimes I feel like when it really worked, it was playing it straight. And I think that all the times where I really was enjoying myself was it was just like straight down the barrel, like being the devil wears product corner. I know we keep using right. that. I'm not trying to like, you know, it's, it's just our big no, I reference and I, and I, of I, a fashion person <laughs> with, with, you yeah, know, fashion movie girl who starts working at a fashion place where there's, an older woman who is the boss. Well, I mean, and it, it, like, dude, <laughs> like, it, it's, it, it's not hard. for nothing, but like her, her little, her manservant is shaped like Stanley Tucci as well. So it's like, you know what I mean? He's got, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. They do have a very similar vibe. I think, I yeah, mean, it's not well, like, it, it, it's not like a wild, like, Oh, it's let's connect. There's a couple dots here, but I think that you, it's underselling it. Um, because I, I, I almost think that like Emma Stone and, uh, and Emma Thompson are, are better um, then, then, uh, 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 fuck, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to try and pull the names out of, out of my head. No. Are you talking about Anne Hathaway yes. and what's her name? Yes. Uh, Anne Hathaway Mel Street. Thank you very much. Um, Nick cut that. <laughs> but yeah, like, the, like their character stuff and when they're interacting with each other is just, just dynamite and it, it's really good. And it, it, I almost don't like, yeah. I mean, uh, it- uh, Emma Stone's like huge Cruella villain stuff because it does feel a bit like a show and they never quite check in with the humanity again. But I guess like that's a part of the she's transforming into the cartoon that is Glenn Close in 101 Dalmatians. And and like you need to be prepared yeah. that, that the movie wants to put her there as that character that that audiences have already seen before. But if you haven't like without that in mind, it just kind of seems like uh, what's, what's why is she doing this? It, yeah, I mean, it's a hard, that's a hard order. And it's, again, it can, but that's it, the, you know, I don't, I'm not saying it's invalid, but we can go back to the genesis of, of why, why was yeah. this picked? Because it is a hard, that's a hard thing to pull I don't even want off. to act like that's you a know, criticism, I, to be honest. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but because I, I want to draw the comparison to, oh. to Joker, as, as many, many people have. Uh, it's a very similar thing where yeah. it's like, oh, we're waiting for him to become the Joker. And then when he does, he's the, he's the Joker, I guess. You know, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's, it, it, he's. Right. But, uh, when these movies are about a transformation into an iconic character, when the transformation actually occurs, I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be super believable since that's the sell of the movie in the first place is that people wanted to see their guy. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe I'm just, yeah. But again, the problem with this is that, it, and again, it's all in, it's all in it's, it's literally the requirements of it will not, will not let it be. Uh, this is, I'm sounding, I'm going to sound really stupid, but like it, it can't be the Joker t- narrative. Cause like it is a Disney oh, absolutely, movie yeah. where it's about, it's an anti-hero thing. It's not so much a, you know, a, a true falling into, oh, this person is going to become an actual villain and a right. crazy person, which again, to me is almost, you're setting yourself up for like, there's going to be, that's, it's just a weird assignment. But she is, she is a crazy they person. They kind of do <laughs> and what villain, you would, and I, 
Right, but you would, but they, but they pull back. No, no, no. You know I, I mean, mean like, like the character they, of Cruella they, Deville, like, is a psychopathic, crazy person, iconic. Well, right. So it, <laughs> it's the, just very funny. Yeah, but that's what. I, but then I'm saying because it's Disney doing it, and they're going now. Listen, if Cruella Deville was public domain, like any of the other ones, where she's not, but like if she was any of those other villains, where where someone can just do the fairy tale version, I think it would. If it wasn't Disney, they'd be allowed to do a little more, like you know it ends in us in a more yeah. dour place. Cause with this, it sort of doesn't, it's victorious. And I don't get me wrong. I liked it and I had a good time watching it. And I liked the, I, I liked the ending. I liked how I felt mm-hmm. walking out of it, you know, but you would think it's almost like they did what I would assume if they were going to even, if they were going to make more of these, which it sounds like they might, maybe they won't. Um, you would think <laughs> that where it was going to go from here would be the, the, Dev, de, what, how would you say the evolution of of her like having friends and, and her kind of turning more into like oh I have this empire and she kind of starts becoming the other woman from the right. first movie and maybe that is where they could still go but it sort of feels like they already did that at the end of like the yeah. second act yes. in this movie where she's pushing everybody away and she's like you know what's her uh, Stella's dead you know I'm Cruella now forever and her friends are mean I don't like that and then they kind of deal with that you know she sort of she sort of she walks it back and she goes wait no I'm sorry I'm I'm being Right. I'm being crazy. Yeah. It, it, and it's like, so you can't really do that now, <laughs> uh, which would be the, that would be the next yeah. step. I do think that they, it, that right there is why it's, it's not meant to be like a serious, serious prequel thing. And I, 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 I guess we're kind of dancing around this, this similar point here, but like, um, it, it can never be her origins. <laughs> this could never be Cruella DeVille's origin story. No. And there was never and, and a version no. of it that was, to be perfectly honest. No. And yeah. I think that's fine, man. And again, don't get me wrong. I feel like we're we're saying that I'm not trying to hold it up against something that it right. was never going to be and never tried to be. I don't, I don't think that's never fair and it's never sure. how we should be talking about it. But like, it is like, I think part of the conversation, because that was also part of the experience watching it, where you're sort of like, oh, that's not, so they're right. not doing that. They Their their answer to doing that was we're not doing it. Um, And it be, it's just like an all, it's a riff. It's a, Mm-hmm. it's a cover you know it's like here's our our adaptation uh and they, it's funny that we've gotten to the point where that is sort of more what these are becoming because i feel like you know may it, it's almost interesting when i think about the timeline of these disney remake things where they've been doing their things was, was cinderella the first one i want to say it's beauty and the beast but it, it might be cinderella no i'm no beauty and the beast was definitely okay. after cinderella i think cinderella might have been the first one and that one is is actually far more like this then and it's not about a villain but like it it's doing the story but it's not uh it is more of a riff they do more different things the 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 intricacies of the kingdom and who she is and and her life and her family and stuff it's all a little more like we're adapting a thing you know in a broader sense and they do you know she's fairy godmother and I don't remember if Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo's like in the movie. Is it in I, the I movie? I can't even remember. Movie. There's a cover of it somewhere. I know that Helena, what's her name, sings it, but I don't know okay. if it's. I can't remember. But then it feels like they they from there the next one was maybe the next one was Beauty and the Beast. But what so what, what have they done? Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, Aladdin, and all three of those are very note for note, and they're they're adaptation. They are live action redos of the the animated thing, and that was like their their right goal you know and because you can it's just that's just what they are you can look at it and maybe it was because the reception of cinderella was like so so sure yeah lukewarm i feel like everyone i talk to about it says though it's actually good though i love the music to them well which is funny it's not musical but i love i I think that it just wasn't like a massive Um, hit i think it it did i mean it it did well for itself i think that was like a launching point for lily james career at least she did a lot of uh i don't remember seeing her too often for that yeah and and i 
Oh, Maleficent. I guess point being, this this oh, is more like that, you know, where it's so it's, the the direct comparison should be Maleficent, we're gonna, right? Where like they pretty much they did, yeah, that was, and they and they did right. a similar thing, I guess, with Maleficent, where okay, she we can't really make her mega evil, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I guess I don't I, I don't really know I don't, I don't recall right. I don't recall the film too well. I'd have to go back and watch those. Um, it's a similar thing where it's not quite what you were told. It's like, cause they keep doing that thing. I mean, it's, it's wicked, you know, it's, it's, they're all sort of doing the like, yeah, sure. Maybe that story was how it was, but for, from this perspective. So you, it's not like it was wrong. It's just, right. uh, it was exactly wrong. like, and that's usually what that, what this kind of movie does. And the fact that this doesn't, whatever, that's the point. doesn't matter. Prequels are neat. That's kind of what this is doing. You know, it's cause they kind of are addressing the like, you know, where he's like, did you really like kill the dogs and make a coat? And She's like, no, of course I yeah. didn't. Do that. That's ridiculous, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm almost glad that it kind of um, came it came back around because it just does feel like um, I, I I kind of I've grown to like this kind of movie where it's like let's just see how they they utilize all of the bits and pieces that they know audiences yeah. want to see or that they know audiences know about this character and how how do, and do they come up totally. tastefully? Do they come up organically? Is the person good at doing that kind of thing? And you get mixed results. It's like a whole new. It's a different kind of film watching. Uh, it's it's highly capital, but I mean I don't know. It's fucking fun. It's different. Yeah, it's a franchise thing. It's a new. It's a new. You know, we've gotten so deep in all the connected universes and stuff that we're starting to go off the rails in a way that is that right. is kind of fun where it is all becoming like i mean we've been saying it for the last few years but we're all getting a lot more comfortable with yeah. the multiverse thing and f- with you know the idea that it one version of a character is not the definitive right. version anymore we're like we're all pretty much i would say we're all oh, yeah, fine absolutely i mean largely, and I, right like no one's seeing this and being like oh they did it wrong you know it's like yeah this is that one the emma stone one and they the tipping point way. i think will, will really be this this spider-man movie it's come. I mean, like, yes, no, yes, no. We don't. We don't really know. But I mean, signs point to the fact that there will be some serious, like, multiverse crossover bullshit. And uh, I, I think we know that Sony is very interested in just like pressing forward at all costs with with their their kind of like garish version of the Marvel universe. So I, I'm really interested to see what audiences' reactions to this will be. And I know I, we've managed to parlay this conversation to Cruella into uh, Marvel, so we won't stay here too too long. But do you, you know what I mean? Like this one, it. Well, listen, man, they're all yeah, the same it, that's, place. That's you very know? true. It's just the next what's on the slate of the same company that's that put this out. Um, or at least later on. Oh, no, yeah. I guess no, it's not. I just said it wasn't Sony. It's just inevitable. Again, it's inevitable we're talking about what has become of because even dude the joker is a movie that you would however you want to say you know whatever the marvel versus dc philosophy is and to whatever you could speak to the quality of those movies or the intentions of them you know the joker happened because yeah. of marvel it'd be that's that movie came out because of them so you came out that's just how it it's you literally it's inextricable because the reason that was interesting and how what if we did this and what if it was connected but not really connected is because we had the jumping off point of like we had just spent 10 years with one franchise with everything being connected and being very because like that everyone you know that and rightfully so but the Joker gets a lot of praise for being like oh it's nice that it isn't beholden yeah. to all of this other stuff and the reason that felt refreshing is because of the other thing that did it really well you, you know, know I, I well. would think that maybe it's more that you know when Dark Knight came out I think the studio was already interested in doing a Joker thing or like doing more Joker things. And I think that when, when, uh, when my man's died, um, uh, Garth Brooks, God damn, I can't remember any actors tonight. Garth Brooks. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you. Please tell me. (laughs) 
No, I'm not saying his name. <laughs> Is it not Garth Brooks? It's Heath Ledger. It's Heath I know. Ledger, man. It's Heath Ledger. I did. I didn't have to Google it. Listen. You, you listen to this podcast, listen to me talk about films, and I can't even think of uh, Keith, uh, Keith. What was his name? Uh, no, anyway, so I think that they wanted to do more stuff, and I think when he died, that really derailed the plans. And I think they I were think kind of right. just waiting for someone to come I, back yeah. around with that. Because, like, there's a reason it's Joker, right? I think you're right. I mean, I'm, listen, I'm being, like, a little bit reductive when I'm saying that. But, like, I guess, again, the point being, you know, we're talking about Cruella, we're talking about this adaptation of a Disney villain, where now we've hit the point where it's like, yeah, it is, the, it is that, but it isn't, right. you know? Because cause if it was in 101 Dalmatians, uh, at some point, someone would have been like, hey, it was cool when you were nice. like making yeah. dresses out of trash. <laughs> that was neat. You know? Right. Loved that last year. You know? You were very famous. Um, yeah. So what's next on this anyway. on this list? Um, sorry. Hang on one second here. Lost my thought. I, I, we could talk more, too, about like the, the true her turning into Cruella, like tur- turning into a cartoon character, basically. Um, right. You know, and you know, I don't think that the world does not allow for it. The world the movie sets up, I don't think that it's like so feet on the ground where there's, you know, we even, we were just talking about, I'm sorry we keep doing this, but when we were talking about Venom and how it's like, there's something sometimes that happens that's jarring when the world of the thing is trying to say, this is the world you know, and then there's this crazy kooky cartoon character who you know from your TV when you were a kid, you know? That sometimes doesn't work out, but this, I do think set up that like we are in a colorful sixties cartoon comic book world with a mix of the like kind of everyone's funny. Everyone's talking quickly. It's punk is here, baby. You know, I think it was really like, it's, I think it was, it, it left room for her to be that. Cause, cause it is funny. They sort of turn Cruella into like, uh, like a, yeah, yeah well, exactly you know, it, it, it becomes it all becomes a superhero she, movie. she's like i guess at the end of the day she's a secret I, she has a secret identity she's famous she's she right. goes viral yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah they, they all they go really viral now and then, like they're at a like when they're at the funeral for for stella she's like oh somebody put some music on lighten the mood it's like it's 1969 wait does anyone have a stereophone we could just set what do you mean put some music on <laughs> Wait, I don't understand. Well, they go inside. Yeah, like you want to go far away? We can go know. listen to music because that's what we have to do to listen to music. Listen, what would you do if right at the end there someone yeah. took their phone out? <laughs> that would really confuse us. Yeah, she what does go. Fuck? You're right. This is very. This is somehow an extremely modern movie that they wanted to say. Like, I mean, all the marketing for this is like it's set against the punk rock revolution in London. It's like I felt none of that. Right. Like, like the guy, the guy that, well, the guy that runs the, 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 the shop is like a David Bowie type. Um, you know, he's like Ziggy Stardust up. He's got with that, with the eye, eye makeup on. Like, I mean, not, not one-to-one, but he looks. (laughs) Yeah. I was about to say, what makes you say that? (laughs) He looks like a, he looks like a, like a Bowie pastiche. Like, and I mean, I guess she does kind of like punky, punky ish stuff in, in her design. And I mean, all the designs cool as shit. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I loved all the fashion stuff. Um, I love the way that she looked. I love the way everyone looked in this movie. Uh, but I, I just didn't, mm. you know, like, uh, <laughs> like the soundtrack was, was like ELO. You know what I mean? Like, where's the, there, I don't really get, I didn't really get like that punk edge to it. Um, I guess that was, that was the other thing that was on my list is that there's too much fucking licensed music in this movie. It, there were a lot of needle drops. It was, it was constant, but I kind of liked it about it. I, I don't know. I was torn between like, cause this is, this is going to be a, a sort of self-deprecating comment, but like I, I knew, I think every song. Yeah, I think I knew. I think I knew every song they they mm-hmm. put in the movie, and then that alone made me be like, "Oh, so these aren't like deep cuts?" Because if I know, if I'm catching every one of them, and I'm not like, "Oh, this is right. a cool uh, 
decision. This is again, I mean, it's more like if I knew all of them, I, I, I felt like they were all sort of like the low hanging fruit of 60s, 70s. I, I mean, like it's, it's all, it's stuff, I'm but sorry. like, but, but that said, that said. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm sa- I, I don't. I don't know if I even feel totally comfortable saying that. That's like such a criticism. It's just like uh, I agree. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying I know this one. Oh, okay, I know this one. I think that there's some stuff like okay. I never want to hear blondies one way or another in a movie ever again. Never ever again. One way or another. Never never in a million years. Can we please uh, stop with that one? As time progresses, right? Like as audiences get younger, um, they know even less stuff than we do about this era, right? Like like every every week on TikTok you see like Gen Z is discovering Weezer or or you know something something like that and it's like it's always yeah. like oh wow well, or, or okay we we made a big deal about the uh, Olivia Rodrigo um you know uh I showed you Elton John or something like she says that in one of the lyrics and it's like wait a minute you show Oh it's, yeah, it's you, Billy or, Joel I'm, I'm sorry dude. Billy yeah, Joel Billy yeah. Joel. it's like wait a minute you showed someone <laughs> Billy Joel like how does that how does that make sense but yeah. a 16 year old makes perfect sense so that's what I'm saying like maybe I, I I go off on blondies one way or another, but it's like, I, I guess that's not tired as tired <laughs> to, to as many people. And it exposes these songs. Yeah. To we a, were hearing it in the Rugrats right. movie. You know, we had that 1999. We were all, we were seven years old and that was our, our parody introduction, yeah. you know? Cause I don't know. What is that? It's like, it's sort of a wink when it, especially there's something about using music from the 60s. I would say specifically the 60s at this point. The 70s. I don't know. They well, all kind of so have this is, it. So there was a difference. There's a difference between like using music and, and like using it to the point where it's almost like a like a parody of itself. Like for instance, the film ends with Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones, which is right perfectly right. on the nose. So, <laughs> like the most the most perfectly on, cute. on, on yeah. the nose it could possibly be. And I do feel like um, when we were a kid, I think that they used a lot of this music to like appeal to our parents. You know what I mean? So that they heard a song that, that they mm. recognized, like from their era, and I, I do think that that age and that era of people, like you know, 40, 50 year olds, does have a closer connection to the to their music. Like it is a little bit more of yeah, a yeah, but they're not they're not taking kids to movies anymore. That's man. true, but that's what I that like uh, to to the further point. Like that's when all this stuff showing up when we were kids. Now it just kind of feels like this is the only music that's that's like out in the sphere. You know what I mean? Like this is what now they own the rights to and now it's going to show up in things. Like all, all of the films that that were highly, commer- or all the songs that were like highly commercialized and, and used extensively in like marketing from the, seven, like music from the 60s and 70s into the, the, the 2000s. Excuse me. Music from the 60s and 70s that was used extensively in marketing in like the 90s and 2000s now has become like the pantheon of 60s and 70s music that people just know in general, mm-hmm. right? Like nothing else survived, yeah. quite quite frankly. Um, like even you could put on a Rogue Beatles song and most people wouldn't know what it is. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I do think that there is that that explains a little bit of the soundtrack here. I guess I, I just kind of went off a tangent here a little bit. No, it's fine. I mean, and again, it's it's. We're, I don't even know what the fuck the point is here because I would never be like, oh, it's so lame that they use that stuff. It's I'm just, like, no, it's just an observation. Just, it's kind of a because I, I don't yeah. know. It's a it's a good soundtrack. Like I don't know. You like the argument isn't like oh, it was it was lame or that they, they could have picked more deeper, weirder cuts. It's like well, no, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. I didn't need that. Who needed that? My you my know? sole criticism with it is is just like a. Uh, it, it's really inconsistent in like in tone and, and in genre like it's all across the board of music from that era you know but i i didn't get that I that's would what say the tone that it of the was, movie was i would say it was all extremely consistently used i would say that all of the all of the needle drops they had um 
to be honest, something I kind of like usually, and I think one of my own instincts is like, it's a little bit facetious that they're using it. Like you can, there's this vibe that it's like a little bit of the dissonance of the song isn't quite serious for what's happening Mm -hmm. on screen, which is, that's always such an interesting intention that we've gotten to that point where that's sort of the only way to really do, Yeah, you know, a true needle drop now is it has to sort of have this like detached, a little bit funny quality to it. Does that make sense? <laughs> no, I, I kind of know. Like it I has to be exactly like a little bit about. a joke, yeah. but it's not totally a joke because it's still kind of cool when you, you know, it's still like, you know, kind of, it's even when the, even when it kicks ass, it's a little bit of joke still. Right. I don't know what you blame for that. How far back we go, we could go as, as recently as guardians, which, which I think did it inc- really well, but like that was that whole move was like, you know, it's sort of sincere, like you know. Right. There's there's tracks they use in Guardians where it's it's used in a very genuine way. It's to set a mood, but also a little bit funny that that's the song. And, and you know? it, it, I I agree perfectly, and I think that that was so genius that that Guardians did that to just like associate this space. Like, okay, what's this far flung, like ridiculous, like the most ridiculous that the the Marvel universe IP stuff ever got, and they just firmly ground it in like songs that every boomer knows. They're like, perfect. That's so smart. Um, and again, let's clarify, this is all Disney. We're, we are right. 100% well, I mean, all in the is. same sandbox here. I'm just saying, like, it's not like we're, we're not so desperate to keep pulling that in, but, like, that's a little bit, that's the reference, and it is still studio filmmaking, and there is still, like, a quality control to the, all the movies that a certain studio puts out to, you know, for, to, to put yeah. a fine point on it, especially Disney right now, especially with their franchise adaptation stuff, you know? That's like, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a vibe. But I would say, you know, let's again credit where it's due as far as whatever you would call that vanilla gray. Uh, it's not even one movie. It's sort of our our brain blob impression of all of the movies that have been happening lately. Yes. Uh, this this I wouldn't say this falls into that. I would say that like this did enough interesting, colorful. I agree. Vibey, cool. But again, I, I think the direction was was pretty poppy and and cool and good. I think yep. that where where my criticism would come in of it is that it's almost sorry, I was just singing time of the season. Sorry. <laughs> <sighs> is that that one or what song is that? What? It's What's the song that's like dude? Is that was that where it goes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's just opening multiple opening multiple sprites. Yeah. And they keep getting in his eye and he puts it down because it's sprayed in his eye. Yep. I didn't know what that bit was. I'm sorry. Where, where were you go? Where were we going with uh, time of the season? No, I wasn't. I didn't mean to do that. It's just I was making fun of myself for going. Ah. <laughs> um, you reminded me that Cruella has a fight well, scene in this movie where she's costumed and has a fight scene with with goons. Yeah, yeah, dude. She's Damn. literally she has a mask on and she can she's knocking people around with her with her cane. Can't help themselves. Simply can't. And um, I sorry. really I don't know how to say this other than I just I really understand that instinct for yeah. right now. I don't know what that is. Like I yeah. get why they did that. Like this, I don't know if I want to be cynical about it. It is a little bit that I, I do. I have noticed recently there's a lot, especially in kids movies or like, you know, older ish teen preteen aimed stuff where again, I said it jokingly, but the going viral thing is such a prevalent yeah. element in any of these rom-com 
you know, young adult things that you've seen recently. It's a lot about like becoming famous in some way or being recognized right. in some large way. And obviously I'll be stupid, you know, I'm not trying to say this is some big revelation, but like, of course that is social media influence. It's not like all the movies before all this was kind of popping off in this way. Right. They weren't always about people becoming famous. There was the, your, your rogue one, but it was more like, uh, I don't know. The first one that came to mind was like blank check with that kid. Where it's, <laughs> I feel like they were. It was more like uh, it was the wish fulfillment, but it wasn't necessarily about being sure famous. But I, I yeah, don't know. It was, a lot of that is like being where, like being where you belong, or like having someone to love, or like it, it does feel I don't know, very. Because there was also like, the famous Jet Jackson. And, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, he he was. Uh, but but I think we that that's forget Hannah Montana. Well, the entire right. point is is being a superhero famous. person person and uh, uh, iCarly uh which kind of kicked it off no but, oh, I, but I do think i do think that that's like a fair point that i i think that the going viral thing has become a lot more prevalent but i i want to address that in in the context of like you could easily look at that and go like this is these evil corporations who are targeting kids and they're they're putting the idea in kids heads that they need to go viral and not that it's like a 47 year old screenwriter that is a pathetic little worm that needs to go viral that needs that attention and is expressing that like themselves you know now what i mean like like i think that so many people are hungry uh, not not to say that that's what this guy's about right i don't i don't want to like i mean that's 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 more of like a broad bit i know what you're trying to that, pop like, the like bubble it's not it's just not the evil te- it's yeah. not just the teens that are into going viral and like being like uh, being being cared about and being adored by everyone. That's like everybody that works in entertainment or in, in any forever. capacity. I mean, yeah. it's just we we're and all of this stuff has just put the fucking loudspeaker up to our brains, and it just now we hear it all and it goes right out, and that's it. Uh, like right. it's, that's what that's all the the attention the social media thing that everybody gets so upset about. I was watching. I watched Bo Burnham special last night. He's very mad at the internet, and I don't blame him. Right. Um, oh, it ruined his life. <laughs> Gave but also him fame and fortune. Very, and, yeah, and, very confusing. And significance. It? Wow, it's, it's it's a confusing, uh, you know. Part but anyway, part point. Part point I, hate, I, lo- I agree with most things that Bo Burnham says, but I hate his self doubt. It disgusts me. <laughs> I don't know. He, yeah, I don't know how I, else to put it. I, I don't know if I, I'm gonna jump on that. The the tra- I do find him uh, a fascinating figurehead for internet person goes big and immediately toils with that <laughs> like right uh, he's kind of yeah. that he's he became that guy you know he's was the chosen one um <laughs> but, but anyway, uh what i was gonna get but, at but there the was point. that it's funny that that's uh mm-hmm. um there's something to be said for all these things that keep doing that and it's and it's sort of a chicken or the egg because there, especially in kids movies which this is and not that that limits who can or should enjoy them, or who could and should see them. But, you know, Disney's Cruella. Um, a very valid wish fulfillment thing for kids, especially right now, let alone forever, is that. It's recognition and validation, and especially a movie that is very specifically about being an artist, in this case. Right. Uh, you know, that's what that means. That's, that's the, that is the tangible, visual, and narrative representation of, of getting what you want as an artist, or as someone who's trying to create and put stuff into the world. The, the, the way that that shows that it's working is people like it. You are known for yeah. doing the thing, right? So I'm saying there's like an inherent need for for stories like that. And I guess more in a broader way, I I don't know if I can even blame all these movies that are doing this. It's about, about you go viral, and that's what that's what happens in these these rom coms and these YA movies now because it's like, well, but isn't that 
I mean, you're making for who you're making movies for now. Like that is a wish fulfillment idea. Yeah. That is what like that is a thing that what do you you know we can't fucking erase the progress of where we are right now. We're just we're here. Those are things that people fantasize about or have put placed value on, whether or not it was their fault or not. But like, right, that's just sort of it. And so then, of course, yeah, it's going to be reflected in yeah, it's a reflection that people yeah. make. It's that's it's Absolutely. uh, and you know. I think you bring up a good point there just to, I mean, it's shifting gears a little bit, but it's something that you mentioned where you said that this is a kid's movie. Um, I think that that's something I, I saw an article about this briefly. I don't think I clicked through, but it was just basically about the death of the G rated movie was, was, was the headline. And, and Cruella was cited as the, uh, as the, you know, the subject. So I didn't click through. Uh, I can't comment on it too hard. But well, dude, it's our fault. I think it's that our this movie could have been a G, but this movie could have been a G-rated movie. It's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, there's not a ton that happens here, except for maybe her getting drunk. Um, it's all very lighthearted. It's all very kept like above the waist. A- a- aside from like the, you know the mother dying, it could be, it could be a PG film at the most. But like you know, people die in, in G-rated movies too. It's not particularly gruesome. Um, I-, I think it's very odd that this is PG-13. To be perfectly honest, because it does it. It, it I'm gonna be perfectly pretty honest. Much could be I didn't movie. know it was PG-13 until you just said that. Really? You uh, thought it was? Did you think it was G-rated movie? I thought it was PG. I just assumed PG. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you would assume. But it's, but it's it the 101 is, Dalmatians thing. But it, it feels like people just default to PG-13. Well, it's now. because we. And again, I'll say it again. I, I think we do need to take some. Uh, what's the word? Like like self-aware responsibility for that as our generation because we were pretty squarely you i mean i think you could blame it's the 80s kids as well but like we were in the wave of people who refused to like new things you know as we grow up yeah we we just were like <laughs> I'm, I'm still, no i'm done i like that i'm still leading that legion yeah i'm still very much yep. into spider-man it's my favorite thing you I, until you know the stock market can be that fun i'm <laughs> just not as, in, <laughs> not as interested i'm sorry um yep i know you don't agree i know you 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 have dipped i mean this is it it's the healthy balance thing but i guess i'm trying to just say that we more than you know especially definitely more than our parents generations we held on to a lot of that stuff uh and because we kept showing up to those movies and those franchise things yeah those movies and those franchise things had to start reflecting that that was part of the audience and those are the people who show up at comic-con and who dress up and it's not just kids and they're not you know it's just not what it right not that anymore so of course yeah we're edging it up it starts it starts it starts needing to to appeal to you know we saw it with our friends kid but like also we you know i would have seen it i would have put it on so and if if i put it on and it was a true oh this is for children rated g cruella movie yeah maybe i would have turned it off or maybe i would have i don't know I maybe wouldn't have even had anything to say about it, but now look at us. We're because they edged, they edged it up and aged it up. We're, we've done an episode of the podcast about it. We might not have done that. You know, we're not going to go know, see Spirit. <laughs> you know, I guess that I guess that's true. I like half the time I don't even consider G-rated films at, at, to like, yeah. just to even watch, to even enjoy. Aside from Paddington and Paddington Two. Well, of course. Um, but that again, Diamond and we, in the Rough. Yeah, but, but right, and there's something that's like. If if G, G can mean four children and G can also mean extremely broad, but I guess and this is a very this is a very American thing. We're talking about the American uh, film rating system. I, I know it's a little bit different internationally, but it's all generally the same the same concept here, which is that like uh, uh, you know films. But I guess it's not really the same general concept because like different countries have different concepts of what's what's okay for a general audience. So I, I don't know. I, I don't want to. I don't want to keep this conversation. No, I think we got to an, too. Uh, we we got to a yeah. cool little spot there. I think yeah, this was I a fine. So 
area to discuss in reference to Coelho. Because to be honest, I don't have terribly much to pick apart. You know, I I think, and that's it's sort of a sign of again a movie that sometimes movies like this are are hard to argue with when, as we've said, everyone in it is great. Uh, it I was yeah. having a fun time watching it. It was maybe too long. I think I'm with, uh, I'm with you there. I think by the end of it, I was kind of like, yeah. oh Lord, we're still not at the final the final battle, you know, right. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Like, <laughs> um, but it, you know, it was, it was colorful. It was obviously well made. And I feel like any beef yep. you can have with it would be very bird's eye. It's like, you know, it's, it comes down to like decisions they made about what they did with the concept of Corella DeVille. And at that point, what the fuck are you arguing about? I have, uh, this is one of these movies where I can finally commiserate with mainstream film critics again. I feel like I, I take crazy pills a lot of times when I read like film criticism and I'm like, what is anybody even talking about in relation yes, to this yeah. movie? But this one, the consensus is pretty much that, that this is messy, it looks good, and everyone's doing a great job acting. Um, like across the board, that's what people have oh, to nice. say about this one. Uh, and it's not Tune in next worth, week to Reasonable Beef uh, for more of the same. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just, I was just like, I mean, we used it as a springboard to talk about like, you know, a little bit more complex topics, but, but as far as the reception, no, you're right. Film We're very itself, smart. I forgot. It, it, yes. Yes. You know, it's, it, it, this is all just to mentally masturbate for 60 minutes and people for some reason down. Well, sometimes is that, are you really um, doing it mentally? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I didn't understand the arrangement. Whoa. <laughs> um yeah <laughs> the arrangement yeah, <laughs> very good uh i don't know i'm sorry i got to i, guess we, I we, just we, i need to shut up i'm sorry you made y'all yeah, you made me laugh you got me you got me with a good with a good gag all right you want to close this bird <laughs> um what, yeah we've really uh, what's, it's what's, really what's, become what's a mash like? of of land this bird listen man let's I, close I, this I book <laughs> let's steer this ship coming in for a I don't have I I'm just full of idioms and none it's my idioms drawer is like my socks drawer like none of them are connected to the right pair mm-hmm. at all. Um listen, I have an idioms drawer. What's the point of that? You sure are an what idiom. What game do we play to close this out? I want to do I want to do I want to do two hit. Do it. Okay, we'll do two hit a movie critic. Let's kick, two hit uh, critic or Okay, this one right? is uh Oh, that's a good that's a good that's a good question. What's what's the topic? Cruella 2. All right, Cruella 2. Um I'll I'll start this up. Okay. Right. Um four Decades later, Cruella has passed. Now, the cyborgs rise. Uh, period. Yeah. Uh, Pongo leads <laughs> the rebellion <laughs> against Perdita <laughs> and her Dalmatiatrons. <laughs> Um, uh, there, which, which version of there did you just say? Does it matter? You interpret <laughs> it <laughs> goes exclamation point. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> the chariot period. Excellent. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, what is it? What is Excuse it? Uh, uh, four, yeah. four, okay, please. Four no. decades later, Cruella has passed. Uh huh. The uh, Pongo. Ci- no, the cyborgs rise. Oh, that's right? true. The, cyborg, the mm-hmm. cyborgs rise. Pongo mm-hmm. leads the rebellion against Perdita and her Dalmatiatrons. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> the chariot. <laughs> 
Fuck yeah. Excellent. Perfect. Hey, uh, <laughs> that's that's the game. If you like what you heard here, please go to www.patreon.com slash reasonable beef. Give you can. Any money, money gives you access to the uh, bonus beef, which I think there's like 30 some odd episodes in there. 35 episodes in our uh, in the can going back, uh, going back a little while. There's going to be a, open the a couple can. changes to Patreon. Yes. Bust open the can. Bust it open. Any amount of money uh, to, to bust open. It's free, except uh, you got to pay a little money. Listen, so the Patreon's <laughs> going to change shortly. There's going to be uh, posting updates, but we're going we're gonna to have more episodes for you, which is, uh, this is all good news. This is good news. Good change. Positive changes. Let's keep an eye on the Patreon if you are already a subber um, for the, 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 the new deal. New deal. Dom, I don't do you have anything think, to I think anything the new about? deal is taken. I'm not sure you're allowed yeah, to use that's that. That's fine. It's, <laughs> that's why I, I called it the new deal, the new deal. It's twice. Oh, I see. So nice you named it twice. <laughs> Uh, what did you say? The to me? nude deal. <laughs> it's it's, it's nice. actually Dwight D. Eisenhower's the nude deal. The nude deal. <laughs> yep. Don't wear clothes. Listen, Forty hour work week, and look, maybe maybe I see your ass from time to time. Um, <laughs> that's the oh, deal. No, Eisenhower. Yeah. <laughs> that was the deal. Look, them, them, look, them's the terms. Anyway, look, you want the deal, don't you? All right, good. Um, uh, thank you. Dom, do you have anything left? Anything to plug? <sighs> Hades log. Two months in. Yeah, oh my god. An hour and fifty. Or, sorry, excuse me. A hundred and fifty hours. I long for Let the thrills me. it once provided. Dude. I seek out DLC, others in please. vain. I download right. all a, from the eShop. <laughs> so let me, let me, let me translate this for you. Uh, please go to our Discord, www. Wait, twitter.com slash reasonablebeef. Link to the Discord's right there. Oh, okay. Join our community. Um, and please suggest something for Dom to play. He's looking for something slashy, something uh, hack and slashy with not too much puzzly, not too much backtracking. Just something very fun to play. I'm looking please for fun. Please offer recommendations. I'm also, I'm, I'm hovering around this uh, Kingdoms of, of Amal, Amalur. Amalur. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Apparently. That game is very funny. The production story behind that game is very funny. Really? I, I recommend you all look it up. Yep. Uh, basically, basically, an insane uh, baseball player uh, got a crazy idea to start a video game company and borrowed a shitload of money on like a loan from the state to do so. Cool. <laughs> like, just completely crashed the company into the ground. Oh, I gotta but, buy. But I, that I, game I, is apparently very, very. But that game is apparently very, very good. I've, uh, it's just, everything I, I see about that game is all people saying like, "Wait, this is good." It's it's that over and over yes. again. It's, well, hold on. Yep. Yeah, and it's. <laughs> It's just very sad the way we went there. But, uh, yeah. All right, y'all. I'll see you soon. Goodbye. Good night.